0: My brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We come to a, another segment of our series, talking in detail about the signs of the last hour. We have spent several classes on this one now and inshallah we have not long to go I've chosen this topic as I said before to speak about it as detailed as possible as time permits to try and produce a series about the last hour because so many people ask about detailed questions So we decided to try and say everything, and this is why it's taken so long. We arrive now at the first part of the major signs of the last hour. So far we've been talking about all the minor signs that have passed, all the minor signs that we are living in right now, and also the minor signs right up to the last day of the world I've mentioned most of them because not all the signs in the future are major some of the signs in the future are also minor for example last week I mentioned one of the minor signs as being a man whom they nicknamed the man of the bow-legged the man who is bow-legged, his shins are bow-legged, similar to someone who is uh, similar to someone who has rickets, and their, the bones of their legs become bowed, like a bow and arrow. And that he will break the Kaaba brick by brick, and it will never be built again after him this is right at the end that is the time when no Muslims will be left on the face of the earth this is after all the major signs after everything and he will come out from Ethiopia as an Ethiopian man as the Prophet describes him he has coarse hair and he will lead the people who are in Mecca the Arabs and amongst them the non arabs who are in Mecca because the Prophet ﷺ referred to his companions and he said you shall follow him meaning among, amongst the people who come after you in your land from amongst your people and this is evidence that in those times in Mecca it will be a time where no more deen Islam is left and therefore there is no need for the Kaaba. Included in that is that the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be lifted from the hearts of all the believers from the hearts of anyone who's ever memorized it. The Qur'an will no longer exist on earth (coughs) and a group of Muslims will be left, they only know the word La ilaha illallah they would have inherited it from father, from grandfather, from great grandfather And a companion asks Ibn Abbas when he narrates this hadith, what will that word benefit them on that day? La ilaha illallah, just a word. They don't know salah, they don't know zakah, they don't know all the laws of the Sharia. all they know is la ilaha illallah, at a time where there is no Qur'an anymore. And he said, tunjihim minal nar, tunjihim minal nar, tunjihim minal nar that word will save them from the fire, it will save them, it will save them because that is all they knew and that's what they believed in this is also evident that a person who doesn't know something not accountable for it until they know and if you don't seek the knowledge you are accountable for not trying to seek but the knowledge is beyond their means and today insha'Allah the major signs the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains to us about this day and he used to really emphasize the time when the world will end because after that is the day of judgment at the moment the lesser of the major signs has happened and that is the death of individuals when you die your major sign has happened already your last hour has ended but you remain in the grave and your soul is either rewarded or punished in the punishment or the rewards of the grave you are in a life called Hayat al-Barzakh but the last hour that we are talking about after the great major signs is when the whole universe changes from what it is right now and then after that is when everyone will be risen from their graves to be judged on the day of judgment right now there is no day of judgment as people are dying the day of judgment is the hereafter whoever does not believe in it is not a Muslim that's why the Prophet exacerbated the matter he emphasized it, he spoke about it and he said When before the last hour, wait for 10 being the major signs and when these 10 come, if one of them appears, the first one appears, then the others will follow like cutting, like cutting a necklace full of beads and how fast do the beads roll out of the string one after each other? Not one bead is left the prophet is telling us that the last major signs including amongst them minor signs but mainly the ten they will follow each other so quickly they will feel like they are happening so quickly after each other bang 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 one after each other coming going coming you don't rest as soon as one ends the next one still comes out there's no time to rest one ends the next one's behind it sometimes one major sign happens at the time of before the end of the major sign before it some major signs remain even with the other major signs that are going to come and they accumulate and some pass and the next one comes immediately there's no rest fast after each other in order right up to the end and the world ends and the first of these we mentioned last week to let it be clear these major signs we don't know exactly with clarity which ones come definitely first and in which order they are however according to the majority of the hadiths and the scholars of today and the past have gone to the effort of trying to find the order that it is in so i'm going to give you the order in which in which it is most likely in according to the Views of the scholars, the majority of the scholars, the great scholars, and amongst these signs is a dajjal. They say that a dajjal comes out as being one of the first signs, and then Isa alayhi salam, and then the sun which rises from where it sets. and during it the beast and then finally the fire and amongst them that are mixed up which I will talk to you about first today actually before the Dajjal he is Imam Al Mahdi the scholars of differed. Imam which means leader Al Mahdi his nickname Al Mahdi which means the awaited one or the chosen awaited one yet to come the yet to come leader the awaited anointed leader as he is called by the Prophet ﷺ. the scholars differed does he come before the Dajjal or during the Dajjal they differed on that but I'll tell you what the bottom line is that he is very soon about to come and that when he comes the Dajjal is very extremely near or has risen just there and then and it follows a great war as I mentioned in the past lecture a great war that will happen between the Muslims and the Romans meaning the Christians a war that has never been witnessed like that before it will be a world war that even the flying object will fall from the sky from the intensity of this war and they will end with the victory of the Muslims when out of every hundred amongst the family one of the family members is alive so no inheritance no inheritance can be distributed and no booty of the war can be rejoiced over and we'll take over Constantinople once again finally as the hadith prove that most likely will be under the hands of the reverts people who convert to Islam from amongst the Romans and they will take over Constantinople a land which is part sea part water meaning part of it is in the sea and part of it is in the water some say it's Cyprus today or near that area and they will take it over with three takbirs. they say la ilaha illallah wa Akbar three times and the people surrender it to them during that time within those that commotion within those times the Dajjal is called to have come out a lie comes from the shaytan and we send seven of our warriors the prophet said they are warriors the best of warriors on those days wallahi i know their names and the names of their fathers and the colors of their horses the prophet said but he didn't tell us and i will race back to our homes towards Medina towards that area during that time to to check if the Dajjal really comes out it's a false news and I think that during that time Al-Mahdi comes out. So who is Imam Al-Mahdi? Imam Al-Mahdi the anointed one the awaited one He is from the lineage of the family of the Prophet so he's from Ahlul Bayt and Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet they include himself his direct relatives and cousins his uncles and his aunties, his children his Nephew Imam Ali, his, uh, sorry, his first cousin Imam Ali is amongst them. His wives, including Aisha, anha, and not as the Shia say, or we call them the Rafidiyah, the ones who reject our Sunnah, not as they say that Aisha or the Prophet's wives are not from his family, they are. Because when you say Ahl, first thing an Arab thinks of is two meanings. Number one, your family and included in that family the second meaning is your wife so Ahlik in the Arabic terms naturally and literally means your wife as well so they are from Ahlul Bayt and Al Mahdi he is from Ahlul Bayt Allah will make him rise and with his support the religion in the world will spread he will rule for seven years or eight years or nine years and he will fill the world with justice and equity and he will rid the world from oppression of its ummah meaning the ummah of the Prophet and victimization the ummah of the Prophet will be blessed in his time a blessing never seen before and the earth will grow lots of plantation and vegetation and fruits in his time lots of rain, there will be abundant rain in the world and money will be distributed generously by Al Mahdi and by his rule so much so that money will not even be counted. He will, lift, he will grab large amounts of money and give them away without being counted. Either. So without being counted for, without counting the money, so generous that he, it's like a person putting their hand into a bowl of gold, grabbing it with your palm, just giving it to someone, without estimating how much or without counting how much you gave them. Ibn Kathir, a great scholar, Imam Ibn Kathir, rahmatullahi alayhi, in a book called Al-Bidayah wa-Nihayah, he writes the history. And when he speaks about the last hour, he says, In the time of al-Mahdi, there will be many plantations, many fruits and vegetations that will grow. Many will be in abundance. The authority of Islam will be extremely powerful. It will rule the world. And people will respect the rule of Islam in his time. It will be powerful because people will yield to it and follow it and accept it and love it. The religion will stand firm meaning the sharia and the laws of Islam will return back strong and firm and loved and practiced with justice. The enemy will be compelled, the enemies of Islam will not be able to lift a finger against the Muslims on that day or to try to stop. All the goodness in his time will last throughout the period of his authority and his rule until his death and then after his death. The world will return back to calamities and fitna and oppression and injustice and that would be after his death it's an indication that after Al Mahdi's death the last bits of the world will will remain and the last hour will come very very soon. His name my dear brothers and sisters his name is the same name as the Prophet Muhammad and his father's name will be like the Prophet's father's name. So therefore his name, Imam al-Mahdi's name is Muhammad or Ahmed ibn Abdullah, the son of Abdullah. From the offsprings of Fatima عنها, the daughter of the Prophet وسلم, and directly from the sons of Al-Hasan Imam al-Hasan, one of the grandchildren of the Prophet وسلم, son of Imam Ali This is his lineage. As for Ibn Kathir, he says he is Muhammad ibn Abdullah al-Alawi, al-Fatimi, al-Hasani. This is something good for the Shia and the Alawis. His name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah, nicknamed al-Alawi, meaning from the children and offsprings of Imam Ali. Alawi, it is an Arabic term not meaning Alawi like the sect of Alawis that exist today who are out of the fold of Islam Al-Fatimi meaning he is from Fatima Al-Hassani meaning he is from Imam Al-Hassan Imam Al-Hassan will be is great 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 you know, grandfather As for his description the Prophet describes him by saying that he resembles the Prophet in his features. His forehead is wide, meaning his hair. Ajla in Arabic. The Prophet describes him as being ajla al jabha, ajla, meaning his forehead is wide. It's big, a big forehead, and his hair starts very high in his forehead. It doesn't mean that he's bald. There are some people they're born and their forehead is wide, and the hair starts high so it's very white and white up here this with the Arab used to indicate and still indicates a sign of someone who is smart tactic you know knows how to how to deal with things smart person who is tactic he is uh, you know he doesn't fall easily smart person and wise in the way that he takes his road and not every person has a white forehead means that he's a good person because the Antichrist will also have a white forehead but his white forehead which means he is also smart and tactic but he is smart and tactic in his evil way so he can be smart and tactic in the evil way or in the good way And. Imam al-Mahdi, Muhammad ibn Abdullah will also have a thin nose. Thin noses are also a sign of smart intelligent human beings. Very smart and wise. A thin nose and the Prophet ﷺ said towards the center of it, it's partially hooked. But he's very handsome actually. A handsome thin nose similar to the Prophet Prophet's features. This is all what we have about the descriptions of Imam al-Mahdi with regards to his features other than the resemblance of the Prophet with dark black hair and so on. He will rise brothers and sisters from the east, the east of Mecca. And there is a hadith by Thawban who says that the Prophet said, at your treasure He's talking to the Arabs, to the companions who lived in Mecca, said at your treasure. What does treasure mean? Meaning at your Kaaba, <coughs> at the Kaaba that we pray towards. There will come a time, time with the future now, three sons of three Khalifas, or what he meant was three sons of Khalifas. Nevertheless, three sons of Khalifas in our time. This is a, a, a sign that we will have many leaders, and this is un Islamic, not accepted, Prophet ﷺ said, when you have many khalifas, or if you have different people fighting for the khilafah, what do you do? You have to kill them. If there are two khalifas he said, kill one of them. Because one is trying to go on top of the other, cannot have two khalifas, or both of them. Anyway, these three sons of different khalifas that will fight each other viciously at the Kaaba each one of them would want to rise to be the khalifa of the new Muslims they're all after the seat and the position so fighting for the position which is a major sin Muslims fighting one another is another major sin fighting at the Kaaba, at the Holy Land which Allah wa ta'ala forbid in the Qur'an is another major sin so imagine what kind of a situation will be in that time they will fight for the leadership and none of them will win it over He said, when suddenly the black flags will rise from the east, the east of Mecca, and they will fight you, O Arabs of Mecca, they will fight you, because amongst them there will be those who are wrongful people, those who are fighting alongside these three sons of the three Khalifas. He said, these black flags which will rise from the east will fight you terribly, like none other, meaning they will kill you and fight you like none other has ever fought you before. The the companion who tells us this hadith, he says, then the Prophet said some words, I cannot remember what he said about that, so I forgot them. But then he said, remember what the Prophet said after that, he said, then you must follow him, meaning Al-Mahdi, when you see him and you must pledge allegiance with him, even if it means crawling on ice to get to him a metaphor meaning you must struggle to reach him at any extremes to reach Al-Mahdi and follow him for he is the Khalifa of Allah Prophet named him Khalifatullah and this hadith brothers and sisters is Sahih in Ibn Majah and others and it is Sahih under the conditions of Bukhari and Muslim it's very Sahih, very true, authentic so Imam Al-Mahdi will come from the east with a great army, huge army Giant army full of righteous men carrying black flags. And do you know what this black flag represents, brothers and sisters? It represents the flag of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa because the flag of the Prophet was also black. Don't anyone get it wrong? It wasn't white or green. It was black. And it was also named Al iqab Al iqab meaning the punishment. That was the flag of the Prophet Whenever he went into a battle, he carried the flag, a black flag. It was called Al-Iqab. So Al-Mahdi will appear from the eastern countries and will rise as Khalifa in Mecca, right at the Kaaba, meaning the Muslims will pledge allegiance with him at the Kaaba. And he is not, as the Shia claim, Al-Mahdi is not uh, in a uh, in a tunnel or a cave in a place called Samira and that he is currently there they say and now as we speak Al Mahdi is in that cave in that tunnel in that place as they claim and they claim that they are waiting for him to come out of that cave or out of that tunnel at the end of time this is a ridiculous type of mockery to say that this Al Mahdi is inside of a tunnel in this place and is just waiting there just sitting there waiting for the end of time to come out And this is from the shaytan because it has no evidence from the Qur'an or from the Sunnah and even logically it makes no sense. And these are the words, not my words by the way, I just said this, not my words, these are the words of Ibn Kathir Imam Al-Mahdi will be supported by a great army from the east carrying a black flag as we said, and then Imam Al-Mahdi will rule over the world. There are many hadiths, Many hadiths about al-Mahdi, I will summarize what they all say. He rises and rules for seven or eight or nine years, great growth and livestock will spread money and food. He rises in a time when the ummah, meaning us, are dramatically divided and we are now divided terribly. We will be terribly divided and in a time when earthquakes are so many, very near. The people of the earth are pleased with Al-Mahdi, with his ruling, and those of the sky, meaning the angels, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with him. After him there will be no better life, meaning when he dies, no better life will be after him. This tells us that the fitness and the hardships will return and spread after his death, brothers and sisters. Imam Ali anhu narrates that he heard from the Prophet ﷺ saying, Al-Mahdi is from us, house of my family Allah will make him righteous in one night meaning Allah will make Al-Mahdi will forgive him and make him a righteous man after he hadn't been and before that night Imam Al-Mahdi will, will not be a completely righteous man and he will be a man of sin in that night Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes him righteous and he forgives all his sins and he'll become a righteous man, a ruler. And the Isa he will descend from the sky from above, and I'll talk about him inshaAllah later on. And he will not, Isa will not come to rule the world, but rather he will come as a prophet, he will come as a man with a duty of killing a Dajjal, and as a prophet to advise us, but from amongst the ummah of the Prophet and he will follow the leadership of Imam Al-Mahdi, Allahu Akbar. Who is this man that even a prophet follows him under his leadership? Many hadiths talk about that. Prophet ﷺ said, He is one of us of Ahlul Bayt whom Isa shall pray behind. Literally, Al-Mahdi will actually he will lead us with a great army and he will go to a a masjid with the white minaret in Syria in Asham. we'll be praying with him there about to go out and fight the army of ad dajjal when Isa will enter I'll tell you this story a bit later on but what I wanted out of this is that Isa will enter and Imam al-Mahdi will say to him he will move back as he's just about to start the prayer of Fajr he will, lead, he will move back and, and, and ask Isa to lead the prayer. But then imam, the Isa says to Imam al-Mahdi, No, for every nation Allah brought a trustworthy leader or a rightful leader and you are the Imam of this Ummah. So Isa prays behind Imam al-Mahdi as Imam al-Mahdi leads the Ummah in that prayer. And the Prophet says in a hadith in Bukhari, says, What would your state be? Imagine when Isa will descend and he will live amongst you and while your Imam is from amongst you, meaning Imam Mahdi is from amongst you people, and Isa will fight the Dajjal, uh, Al-Mahdi will fight the Dajjal with Isa And the hadiths my dear brothers about the Mahdi are many, many. And all these hadiths are mutawatir, for those who understand the science of hadith, they are hadiths that are not narrated to us by one particular companion or by dual companions. They are narrated to us by groups of groups of companions who told groups of other people. Mutawatir meaning it's very solid authentic hadith. It's like all of you here now listening from me this and then all of you go and tell another group just as big as you, who tell another group just as big as you. Can that hadith be? Can anyone lie about it? Everyone will correct another person. It's called Hadith Mutawatir. So the hadiths are very true about Imam al-Mahdi and many books about al-Mahdi in Arabic have been written if you want to read about them. There is a note here my brothers and sisters, with great sorrow many writers who have popped